Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, we're on the patio. It's a beautiful morning here in the QC. It's a beautiful morning. <laughs> and we're at the fi- the French uh, pastry specialty store. I'll call it that. Amelie's Bakery. I, I'm, uh, I took four years of French in high school, John, so I'm going to call it a La Patisserie. As you would say, uh, the the pastry shop. Very nice and, work. And uh, I do love Amelie's. Uh, la bibliothèque, you know, what can I say? But, uh, yeah, man, we're here. This is a, a staple spot for us. We recorded several classic episodes last year, and this is our first time back this season. Well, so good times. I, the reason why I wanted to come here specifically is because, you know, I, it's 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 too big of a week to go out partying and, mm-hmm. and pounding beers while doing the show. We need to be in the right mind frame Mm -hmm. on this Tuesday morning as we're recording this it's match day minus one which means one day (laughs) until Miami I've been loving uh, uh, that you've been uh, taking ownership of the countdown (laughs) the count the countdown posts on social channels are just very nice yeah, and like people respond like you, you've been putting out there like four days five days six, <laughs> six you know i'm going backwards yeah. but you know, started with nine i think right yeah so it, was, like, it was like 10, ten yeah, days ago feels yeah. like it was yesterday and then and people are chiming in like donna hartman one of our great tifos was like i love that i'm not the only one counting down the days and i was like <laughs> yes that's how it goes so yeah. here we are we're gonna have a big discussion about this match and that's what we're gonna uh do here today we're gonna talk about the state of both squads the state of the rosters uh, obviously this game being played during an international break with so much at stake is not ideal <laughs> yeah i mean but uh, it's like hey one of ours for one of theirs right like like uh we may lose yere urinen who's playing for finland uh t- later today or at least we'll be in the squad for finland we know if he's playing oh, he'll be playing he played the full uh, 90 over the weekend he's gonna it, play so we lose yere that sucks that hurts but uh Miami loses Leo Messi, who's playing for Argentina tonight uh, against Peru. So uh, I think that's a decent one-for-one, one one of ours, one of theirs for sure. The real questions are going to be around another slightly more important player to us and whether or not he's going to be available, and we can talk about that uh, through this episode for sure. Just briefly about uh, Messi, the timing lined up pretty perfectly for that injury that he had, right, just to to pop back up right during that international break to Mm -hmm. to play for Mm -hmm. uh, the reigning World Cup champions, Argentina. Yeah, that, that that injury healed uh, just in time for Messi to get back to put on a show for his for his country. Right, and Argentina is doing pretty pretty well in qualifying. I don't, it's not like they need Messi necessarily, but uh, they have plenty of other superstar power on that team. But uh, it's crazy how much he changes things. And it's like, man, it's like there was crazy scenes in Lima, Peru last night. I actually saw this on uh, online as I was getting up this morning. Look, browsing the news. Like, and that's who Mess- that's who Argentina is playing today, Peru. Yeah, there's like a giant uh, throng of people that are like staring at Leo Messi's hotel room window, like outside uh, the Argentinian team hotel, and there's like a five second video of him just like looking around the curtain and looking back at him, and everyone goes nuts. It's crazy. Like, and I just hope, I, I really don't want to see scenes like that in Charlotte, I guess is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying. Is that like, the Messi fanboy stuff, Put it, if, even if you love Messi, if you love Messi and claim to love Charlotte FC, you, this is the week to choose. It, it's the time of choosing has arrived, and I'm t- <laughs> you, you can't straddle the fence any longer. So, like, you know, one's got to go, either Messi or Charlotte FC. Uh, I know Messi isn't going to the playoffs anyway, but I just don't like this idea. We're talking. We're here to focus more on the road game, the fir- the game that's coming up, match day minus one. But Saturday we have the the reverse fixture right kind of sneaking up, and I just don't I don't want this Messi phenomenon to overtake what should be a much more important focus for all of us as a fan base, which is 
get these points to finally seal up our, our playoff bid. Um, the messy thing for me falls into this category um, that is just basically celebrity worship and icons. the state of 2023. And, and that's something that you and I have talked about is that when you look around, uh, people are looking for, for an icon. People are looking for Leo Messi. People are looking for Taylor Swift. People are looking at the best of the best of their craft and, mm-hmm. and, and want to raise them up and really celebrate them and almost worship them. And I mm-hmm. think I think that there's a um, there's a point where that becomes a little bit overblown, where you start to worship somebody that you never even met before. Mm-hmm. I think that becomes a little Is that a big problem in this country? <laughs> worship of a, one individual? Who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, and it's part of the celebrity culture, and it's, it seeps into politics. It's now seep, seeping into sports. It mm-hmm. seeps into music, um, where everybody has to you know pick the icon and defend that icon. Mm-hmm. Um and go go as far as humanly possible to make sure that nobody says a bad word about it. And what I'll say simply about Messi is is that um, I think that the way MLS brought Messi into the league and I think the way that they propped Inter-Miami up only to play in these two matches against Charlotte and not have a fucking chance to make the playoffs and Messi would be playing with Argentina is an absolute joke. Miami should be embarrassed mm-hmm. for what they did. I think Miami should be, <clears throat> quite frankly, relegated from MLS. All right. Right. I mean, exactly. Why can't bring the USL play? champions you, up? Yeah, exactly. Why not? I, one of the worst teams I've ever seen them in Toronto. Right. Let's right. let's take them out of MLS and let's. You know what, Danny? I'm I'm think I'm starting to starting to actually feel a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, because there's there's a lot of uh, players missing for Miami on Wednesday night, and I think Charlotte has a chance to beat Miami seven to nothing. I mean. A road match in MLS is always going to be tough. You know how many people are going to be at that stadium? Almost none. Yeah, right. About five. Right. It's crazy. I remember. I remember the. It's been quite a roller coaster for those Miami folks this year because they started the season as like diehard supporters of a shit club, and then they had to witness this thing that they love get taken over by a phenom- uh, icon phenomenon, like you said, and then just get kind of used and abused and left on the side of the road for dead at the end of it you know so like i agree with you i don't i don't see any reason for a miami supporter to show up with this match i think if if you're listening if you're listening to uh, president laboo like let's buy five thousand tickets to drive pink stadium give away to supporters and get some people down to that match tonight let's go <laughs> i mean i'll take a fight i don't think yeah, i want to get all up on a, all up on a flight know, I, I think at this point i might we might have to do hop yeah. on a flight uh, can you imagine a bus trip to miami <laughs> With, with all your fellow for the crownies. Yeah. I mean, let's just say the, bu- the bus would be abs- everyone on the bus would be absolutely obliterated by the time they got there. Uh, that's a be- long drive. Be- beer stops in Columbia, Char- Charleston, Jacksonville, <laughs> you know, all down the coast. Yeah. Um, so here's the update about the rosters. Okay, let's and I want to give credit to uh, for Topin90.com for for putting this all together. The one and only Sam Vanalinda who wrote this story, um, and you, you can you find these availability availability reports anywhere, but I thought uh, Topin90.com did a nice job of just laying this all out. And just briefly, we've talked about it here, Kyle Swiderski, Yuri Urinen, Bill Tuoloma, uh, those three players going to play for their their countries. I expect Carol Swiderski to, to be back. We'll get into that conversation in just a second. But we mentioned Messi. Uh, who we didn't mention is Josef uh, Martinez uh, playing for Venezuela during this this break. Did not feature for Venezuela. Daddy Nonis. In a 1-1 draw against Brazil. That's a really nice result for Venezuela. Yeah, the yeah. Weekend. Shout out to uh, MLS playing a part in that one. Jefferson Savarino with the assist to uh, equalize against Brazil for Venezuela. So... Um, 
Venezuela and Chile will be playing on Tuesday, the day we're recording this podcast. That means Yosef is, is Yosef is Yosef not. sucks. Yeah. I wish he was playing. He's horrible. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Robert Taylor, uh, somebody that he's a danger man. Is a danger man that has played really, really well. He's teammates with Yuri on the, on the Finnish squad. And, Finn and to win. He's a he's you know what and, and the the classic uh, that traditional Finnish name Taylor. <laughs> Uh, so, I, n- not expecting Robert Taylor to be part of this match. Uh, Sergei Kristoff as well, uh, the Ukraine center back. Uh, Ukraine facing Malta in European Euro qualifiers. They need something to go good for him. And, you know, uh, Benjamin, who is this? I don't even know. Ben Krem. Ben, ben Kramowski. I don't even know who this ben is. Ben Kramowski is He's actually. playing for the United States Olympic team. I would say get familiar. He's an Argentinian-American, uh, 18, 17-year-old, I think, uh, who has really just come into his own. He's a huge prospect for, for Miami. He's like the only bright spot Miami has outside of their their uh, Barcelona, uh, by the way, to victory plan that they tried. But uh, he, he's going to, if he chooses the U.S., which I think he will, because I don't think he's, he's one of those like not good enough to play for Argentina, but could be really good for the U.S., so we'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's something that I learned. Um, you know, Typically when a player is playing for the Olympic team, I, t- I don't take it very seriously because the Olympic roster typically falls mm-hmm. way down to these young guys, um, but that's exactly who he is, a super young guy, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a great call-out and somebody that should be uh, Ben Krem. Uh, get, yeah. Ben Kramoski, yeah, but they call, him ben, they call him Ben Krem down there. And while we're on that subject, real quick, shout-out Nifasa uh, Berchimas. Uh, yes. Nifasha, who was a 15-year-old Charlotte FC prospect playing for the United States, U-17s, just called up this week. Future's bright, baby. We got prospects galore in the pipeline. I mean, it's it's really interesting to think about uh, the fact that these prospects are going to be coming up and, and these young players now, part of this new generation, what they could eventually um, you know, turn the United States men's national team is. The only issue is... With the United States men's national team, for me, they they play in FIFA-run tournaments, and the way I feel about FIFA at the moment is they can go fuck right <laughs> Not off. Not good, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Kamal Miller, uh, a one, center back, one of their better defenders for sure. He could make it back in time for the match on Wednesday. Uh, Canada only playing one match during this international break, and it was over the weekend. I mean, if he has any pride whatsoever in his club, he's there to play. Yeah. But the question is, does he have pride right. in his club? Right. What are they playing for? They can't make the playoffs. Uh, Facundo Farias, he's another, he's one of their new boys that they saw. He's like, uh, I think he's a DP for them, I think. I could be wrong, but he's been one of, whether he's a DP or just a high-level Tammer, he's just a guy that is another one for the future for them that they brought in this year. He's Argentinian, if I remember correctly. He's, he is. He's one of those, Messi told us to go sign this guy type of things. <laughs> you know? well, keep, a, keep an yeah, eye out. Yeah. Keep an eye out for him because, um, you know, he, he was, was called up by um, Scaloni, but played with the Argentinian U23 Squad over the weekend, so yeah, and I, I, I doubt he, he that has, he gets. He has at least one up. MLS goal, I think. So maybe he's somebody that will that will play on Wednesday night with the absence of, of so many players, sure. and then and then they just put somebody out there, and then a, a couple more. Uh, Jordi Alba and Leo Campagna. Oof, the other Leo. Both uh, have been out due to hamstring injuries, and their projected return date is like right now. I mean, that's so huge for us if Alba doesn't play. Because we know Messi's not playing, but they still get a pretty nice experience and technical and skill advantage if they can put Jordi Alba out there. Granted, he's not hes not necessarily a one-man destroyer. He's someone who's like a really nice complementary piece running alongside of a Messi, but still, he's really, you know, 
someone that we don't want to see out there if we don't have to. So, yeah, uh, Campagna's a striker uh, for them. He sort of a, if, f- rotates in and out of the starting lineup for them. So, uh, with no Joseph, no Campagna, no Taylor, it does look start to look a little toothless in the attack for, for Miami. So, so that is good. Uh, I, I feel like, could dare I, dare I say, dare I summon... Uh, the gods and say clean sheet clean sheet clean sheet three times staring into a mirror can i can i summon forth a clean sheet uh, the third time in a row for oh christian kalina who knows um i don't know i, th- I think we should win the, the the difficulty everybody that you said is out is is a long list for miami that's those are starters those are key role players key subs so like that has to swing the advantage charlotte's way even if we're even though we're on the road and uh, where it really becomes the guys that you didn't mention is who my mind starts to drift to, and it's it's uh, Sergio Busquets. Yes, and that, that the was third Barca boy. That, that is who is now available, and that, that's the next part of the show is like who is going to play for right. for Miami, and who who do we have to uh, kind of circle as a potential threat to Charlotte FC on Wednesday? Busquets obviously such such a threat with a long pass. Like I just said, we're not quite sure who he's going to be making those long passes to in this situation, uh, because the Miami attack is missing so many, so much frontline start and talent. But Busquets is dangerous. He's also, you know, defensively good. And they got this other guy, Gregory, uh, just a one name. Uh, I think he's, I think he's Brazilian. I, I forget. But Gregory is G R E G O R E. Just uh, looks like Gregor, but it's Gregory. And Gregory is a. Uh, he was like their best player before Messi, the whole Messi project started, and he was like a really good defensive midfielder for them. And then he got hurt, and that that's kind of what spurred their long losing streak. He is Brazilian, by the way. The loss of Gregory. Okay, cool. And so Gregory and Busquets as sort of like a midfield pivot that Miami could run will make them tough to break down. I, I think if they want to play the spoiler role and say, you know what, we're not in the playoffs, but fuck Charlotte FC, they're not going to the playoffs either. That's going to be our goal. I think they're going to not necessarily park the bus, but I just think they're going to camp it. They're going to invite pressure and, and just try to knock it away. And I, I think they're going to be playing for the nil-nil. Um, and it's going to be our job to break them down. I think Busquets and Gregory are going to make that tough. I think that's why we're going to need a midfield playmaker. <laughs> yeah. That was, by the way, um, Gregory signed a new contract extension this week. Yeah. He, yeah, uh, he's a he's a big part of their plans. Just, just announced uh, yesterday... Was it Tam, or was, it wasn't DP, right? No, 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 okay, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, absolutely. Just yeah, uh, don't make us don't make us center defensive mid your DPS no. in this league. Yeah, that's, but that's not a good idea. Austin FC tried that, and we saw how it worked out. So we 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 wanted to get to the Miami part of this conversation first because I think that's critically important if you're somebody who's t- yeah. tuning into the match on Wednesday. Know your opponent to gain a little bit of perspective. And we're doing daily episodes this week, so there's a lot to talk about, and I, I yes. think that's a very good thing to focus. Yeah, on. Yeah, and, and I, I you know, and we're not going to take a deep dive into certain things like that, and that's why we're doing this full episode here this morning to deep dive into both these roster situations and understand exactly what's uh, on the line. So, I think what you were alluding to was the idea of Carol Swiderski's availability. And whether uh, you know me too. We've been doing this long <laughs> enough. You know exactly what I'm alluding to, and friend. And whether Scott Arfield is going to be tapped on the shoulder to come in and start this match and potentially flip roles with Swiderski coming off the bench for the final 30 minutes. I mean, there's a certain romance in thinking that you could do it for sure. Scotty Arfield, I mean... It's Wednesday night, and I like the way you move. <laughs> Scotty Arfield, baby. You know, like, come on. Like, Scotty Arfield knows how to do it. Like, I think mm-hmm. the whole point is Laddie doesn't know. Laddie doesn't know what Scotty can do at this point. Um, 
all of those stupidly shoehorned in references, just to say, put Scotty on the pitch at Miami to start. I, I don't see why not. I think, I believe Derek Jones is out due to yellow card suspension. I think he got a cheap yellow maybe at the end of the last game. I, I'll double check that. But I don't see Jones starting in the role. Some people are going to say it should be Carroll, that Carroll has, you know, that's what, and I think, are, are you on the Carroll's probably still going to start train? Because I don't see it happening. Not after playing 120 minutes at the weekend with Poland, flying from, he flew from Chicago to Charlotte to Poland to the Faroe Islands, back to Poland to Charlotte in the course of, I think, seven days. And now he's going to fly to Miami and play another soccer match, having played two in, in the meantime with all those flights. I just don't see it. So I think he starts on the bench and he's a second half impact sub for me when we're kind of like need something to happen. But I could be wrong. Uh, news and notes. Yes, Derek Jones is suspended uh, for yellow card accumulation. Hey, points for Brian. Uh, good, good call on that. You're you're nailing this show right now. I think every, everything I've checked you on, you've been uh, spot on. So it's a hundred percent. I'm highly caffeinated, so that must be. A, yeah, uh, you are uh, clicking on all cylinders right now. I, for me specifically, Danny, am I in the boat of somebody that thinks Kyle Sarosky could start? And my answer is yes. And the reason simply is because he played on was it Sunday or Saturday Sunday was Sunday Sunday. yeah and if you can get out of there Monday and get straight to Miami to meet up with your teammates on Tuesday it depends how you feel after all that travel right and I think I think a major uh, problem for Cal Sardisky would have been to return to Charlotte there'd been no point in my opinion to return to Charlotte I think you have to fly directly to Miami from Europe and, and meet up with the team there and be ready to go and ready to play. I think if if Karol Sadursky is is a man for both club and co- country, uh, this is the type of game that uh, separates you from everybody else in, in the in the game. This is the type of performance that makes you a um, a top transfer target. This mm-hmm. is the type of performance and the type of opportunity, and that doesn't mean he has to start. You know, and I think that's something else that is important here. It doesn't mean he has to start. What it means is he needs to contribute in this match. I think if Kyle Sardersky is not in this squad, I think that that is a sign that something's wrong. That he's not feeling well after the travel, that his body is not dealing with all those miles properly, and Christian Latanzio is saving him for Saturday, which could be on on his mind. All right. Here's what I want to do. Let's just consider the course of a month. A lot can happen in a month, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, today's date, October seventeenth, right? Yes. I think if I if I if my math is correct, yeah, you got that right. Too. Let me let me look at the <laughs> position of the sun. Oh, it's October seventeenth. Wait, wait, what meridian are we on? I forget. Okay, sorry. Oh, there's a clock. Okay, yes. even better. Um, I'm going to go back to October 17th. Okay. Or, or, or September 17th. Excuse me. Yes. September 17th was one day after. The nil-nil draw to DC United that basically made all of us want to like sell our season tickets and, and go jump off the top of Bank of America Stadium and see if there was a pond at the bottom. Hopefully, all of that stuff. It was it was kind of a low point of the season, if you will, of of the late season yeah, for me. A low point of the late season. Yeah, let's call it. Yeah, brutal. Needed um, to score more than needed to score multiple goals Ka- in that match. Carol Swiderski woke up on October seventeenth and said, "I'm on a fucking mission." Okay. Next game, Charlotte Philadelphia. Goal Swiderski. Sadly, it was a 2-2 draw. Two, uh, next game there after that was Cincinnati. We don't need to talk about. 
Two games after that, New England versus Charlotte. We lost 2-1, that was another low point, but goal Swiderski. At that point, it's starting to build. The results aren't coming, but you're starting to see the product. Next game, Chicago-Toronto, Swiderski, two goals and an assist. Next game, Charlotte at Chicago, penalty kick goal scored by Swiderski. Goes to Poland, late sub in for the uh, for the Faroe Islands match. Makes a f- couple impactful runs, no stats, but has a 6.7 rating in 20-some minutes of play. Fine. Not bad. Next goal, Poland-Moldova. Poland's desperately trailing, needs a goal, you know, or their Euro qualification dreams are going down the tubes. Scores a late equalizer for Poland, 8.3 rating. The guy has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven decisive actions, goal or assist, in his last uh, eight matches for club and country, as you say. He's a talisman. Yeah, and and, that, and that's exactly uh, where I am with this situation. I'm, and I'm glad that you're you're helping me make my point, which is very simply that there could be t- only two remaining MLS matches that we see Carl Swarovski play for Charlotte FC. Whoa, I don't want to think about that, but yeah. So in that scenario. Right. You gotta, you gotta squeeze every ounce of juice. And if he doesn't play this first one, it increases the odds that they are his only two matches. Like yeah. it hurt, you know. We're we have a less of a chance to make the playoffs without Swiderski in this match. Although I still think we can win it without him. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And I think the point of this debate is simply: um, Will Carol Swiderski be in the squad? I think em- emphatically, we both say yes. I want him at a hundred percent strength for the the decision day Saturday match. Is my thing. Yep. So I'm content to rest him for the match at Miami because I think it, what I like is what the scenario I see playing out is let's use this road game at Miami and say okay we've been doing things really well but now teams know what we're doing let's do a slight switch it up and just build the whole thing around Enzo for a game and let's make it Copetti's team let's for my my goal in this whole thing would be to set up Enzo Copetti to get a hat trick I would say, like, I know that's like runs counter. I know no coach is actually going to do this in real life because no coach would ever like tell the team, make it all about one player. But if I was the coach in my crazy world where this would work, I would say, guys, let's go out and get Enzo the fucking match ball today. Let's like, let's all be about making this guy feel good because he's going to be the focal point of the team next year, presumably if Swiderski leaves. Let's see a little preview of that in Miami on Wednesday. And let Scotty Arfield pull the strings right in the, Mm -hmm. right in the, the, the midfield position there, sitting in behind the striker, mm-hmm. and and Arfield could be somebody that surprises Miami, um, who, who shows up right. on Wednesday and, and makes things happen. E- either way, I think it's really Arfield nice. and Westwood and Diagra working together, just running a little Euro uh, zone on these Miami boys. I love it. Yeah, I think hearing um, hearing that option is a is a really great thing, right? Because in the past, you know, if if Swiderski isn't available or is is going to be used as a substitute. There's just not a right. ton of options. You think it's about like, somebody well, maybe, like, like maybe. Ben Bender that would come in, and, and our field is a massive step up for mm-hmm. from somebody like a Ben Bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so props to, to, to Zoran, uh, props to the front office for right. for creating this depth at such an important time of the year because you're talking about two full 90 players in Carol Swiderski and Yuri mm-hmm. Yurnaman maybe missing this match, but Charlotte FC having the depth and the experience to plug people in and, and get the job done. That's really cool to say. And there's one name I haven't heard you say yet that I know you love to say who could make an impact at this game, especially if Carol Swiderski is not available up top, whether it's as a starter or as a sub. You're thinking about Ajamon. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's some, somebody that I've thought about. Could you start Patrick Ajamon in this match? I don't think so. I think I think Patrick Ajamon is in a really good position right now to be used tactically when you need to push mm-hmm. in the final 30 minutes. And 
every match from here on out, and it's been like that um, throughout this month. But but now it really becomes in the 60th minute if you're chasing a goal. I mean, you got to bring him off the bench and just throw him in the box and say, mm -hmm. try to get uh, a finish here. And I think we saw at the Crown Legacy match, the playoff match against Columbus Crew too. We saw kind of what it looks like when a team. Uh, needs a goal late in a playoff match mm -hmm. and, and how you can just bring on striker after striker mm -hmm. after striker in that situation. Yeah. That was awesome. I, I feel bad that Crown Legacy lost because I wish that they were gearing up for another playoff match this Me weekend too. too. Independence play on Friday will definitely be at that match. Uh, can't can't slack on that. But it reminded me that it Legacy match, I just want – this is a uh, – a metaphor that I really wanted to bust out, so forgive me for looking backwards for a second, but one time, when when Legacy subbed on the the four-striker uh, yep. attack that was desperately trying to equalize in that playoff match against the uh, Columbus Crew, yep. it reminded me of this time uh, when I saw Billy Idol in concert one time. At, uh, That's a cool shout. At at, uh, at ACL, at uh, excuse me, at South by Southwest when I lived in Austin. This is, you know, way past his prime Billy Idol. This is sort of like... It's almost sort of like novelty, kitsch, kitschy, like, oh, let's go see Billy yeah, Idol, you totally, know, you yeah. know, so, yeah, yeah. so it's, but it was fun, you know, throwback 80s style, whatever, we had a lot of fun, and they, he sang, uh, Money, Money, you know, like, here she come now, say money, money, so that song is, love that song, right, so, uh, I think it's a cover of an old 50 song, but, um, at the at the crescendo of the song, Billy Idol steps up to the front of the stage. He's jamming his guitar, and then another guitar ste steps up from the back of the stage, starts jamming his guitar. And then two more like come from yeah. the wings, and there's four dudes just like jamming the same like power chord riff, like all yes. standing right next to each other on stage. Yes. For this, and I was like, man, and like. I wish it would have paid off because that would have been awesome for Crown Legacy. But the four guitar, four striker assault, I mean, imagine if we need that on Saturday. What if we find ourselves Saturday, it's the last 30 minutes, and we need the three points to go to the playoffs. And and we have two strikers out there, and there's two subs to be made. So that leads me to my next question, which is what happens if Charlotte FC only gets one point or zero points out of this match? And... The reason why I ask is because, yeah, we've talked about how confident we are and how Miami's dealing with injury, how they're dealing with a, um, a skeleton roster because of the international break, not going to have their best players. But this is soccer, and when you roll the ball out for 90 minutes, anything could happen. And if Charlotte FC were to draw in this match, I mean, who would be surprised? Sure, right. That's what we do is draw, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so if you do pick up one point, uh, you're heading into decision day. Decision day. Tied. Tied on points with Red Bulls and Chicago on 40. And DC United, who's already done, so, you know, they, they don't count. Chicago's done as well, aren't they? No, no. Chicago plays on decision oh, day. One, yeah, they have DC's one. the DC's only the one's only, done. DC's yeah. done, that's right. Uh, what we would be begging for, and that's what we would need at that point, would be a Montreal loss, I believe. Like, we would... Uh, any Montreal loss is good for us, because, like, we, we can take care of our own destiny in terms of passing the other teams that are tied with us on points, but Montreal is one point ahead of us. So we really need them to lose yep. to enable our ability to jump them. One point from the from the Miami road match would get us one back in Montreal. Doesn't really matter at that point. The point helps us, but it doesn't really lock anything up for us. I guess. Well, yeah, it doesn't lock anything yeah. up. But but there's still hope. And I just I want to I want everyone to go into the match Wednesday night understanding right. exactly what the scenario Mo is. Montreal plays at Columbus on Sunday. So uh, decision day. That's uh, in theory if Columbus is going for it. That's that's a tough match for them. Columbus is one of the better teams in the East. Yep. Uh, 
I think they are, if I'm looking, they're fourth in the East, and they would be playing to shore up a home playoff spot, so they will be going for it. There's a lot to play for in Columbus. So, in so there, there's a real scenario here, Danny, where, and, and I want to take Montreal out of this just because they're in that A spotless. So let's just say Charlotte gets a point and is tied with New York Red Bulls and Chicago on the final match of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Red Bulls play at Nashville. Chicago hosts NYCFC. Who's one point behind us, I believe. The thing that is... I'm sorry, Chicago at NYCFC. Forgive me, sorry. uh, I want to remind people this. uh, That the tiebreaker in MLS is not goal differential. It's wins, baby. The tiebreaker is wins. Mm -hmm. And right now, Red Bull and Chicago have ten wins each. Charlotte with nine. Yeah. So... If Charlotte does draw against Miami on Wednesday and goes into that match on Saturday, then all of a sudden you are behind in that tiebreaker category. Mm-hmm. And if all three teams win and are tied on points, you're, you're out, out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, being tied on points is no way to go for us. You know, we, we've had yeah. enough draws this year. We can't draw it on needs points. To be, it needs to be a win. Uh, I mean, yeah. if, if it's a tie, it will be, you know, the match will still mm-hmm. really be meaningful, considering you know if you get a result and the other two teams don't. Yeah. Then then you're in. Well, here here's the deal. Here's the simple math. We're on 39. We can get to 42. So if we get to 42, and Red Bulls lose at Nashville, Chicago loses at New York City, or either of those are draws, then those two teams can't get to 42. So we could e- we could lose at Miami on Wednesday and still be alive. Mm-hmm. Depending on, we would need a lot of help and other results, but they're reasonable results. You don't expect Red Bulls to go into Nashville and win. Nashville, Nashville doesn't really have anything to play for. They could play a soft eleven, but I still don't see Red Bulls going to Nashville and winning. I just don't see it. So Chicago, NYC, Chicago could win that match. Chicago's playing better than NYC right now, but I, I, I honestly see that one as probably being a draw. It's if it's being played at Yankee Stadium, which I think it is, then that's going to be, that's kind of a drags everyone down to the bottom type of uh, game condition when you're playing in the baseball field. So everything looks good for Charlotte. But, man, if we could get this win at Miami, I mean, we're just we're, – we're not in dreamland, but we are in a nice Uber on the way to dreamland. <laughs> so uh, so I'm, I'm gaming this out even further. Game it. And that is if Charlotte FC does win, mm-hmm. they'll have 42 points and they'll have 10 – Wins, yeah, correct. going into that final, and match. then we would trail so, goal differential to Red Bulls. So even if you draw that final match at home and you get to forty-three points, mm-hmm. if one of those two teams, New York and or Chicago, wins, they'll match you at forty-three, and you're out yeah. because you don't have the amount of wins. So I'm bringing this point up just for one reason specifically, right? Is all season long the conversation has been about dropping points from winning positions. Mm-hmm. The conversation has been about draws that felt like losses. Mm-hmm. I'll think about the Philadelphia game just off the top of my head. I'll think about the Orlando match, mm-hmm. both at home off the top of my head. I believe the Orlando match will be conceded late. On that yeah, free man. Kick. I mean, I'll, here, here, but my point is, I'll is think, that I'll my think point is, is that that there might be there, there it might come down to this winning tiebreaker, and mm-hmm. the, and all the draws all season long will end up having given that final nail into the coffin. Right. It's potentially setting up for that. It's amazing that it comes down, like, the theme of the season, draw. 
draw four, draw four wild card, baby. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. that should be the, maybe that's the the name of the episode: draw four, no wild card. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I think what it puts into perspective in talking through all of this, what it speaks to me and what it says is that anything less than three points on Wednesday night is not ideal. Despite being alive with a draw or a loss, that makes the job just so much more difficult on Saturday. Wouldn't you rather be sitting in one of my favorite favorite things to say wouldn't you rather be sitting in the catbird seat i would <laughs> yes. rather be sitting in that catbird seat you know i'd rather wake up on decision day in the playoffs trying to hold our position rather than still trying to chase it down on decision day so right. that's what's at stake on wednesday night something tells me danny that uh, either scotty arfield or justin miram are going to have an imp- is, is going to have an impact play on wednesday night that's my prediction veteran presence is that those those two players will be a part of this match on wednesday and they are going to be they're going to play a massive role. I think I think Justin Miram will start in this match. I, I think that Christian Latanzio in a situation like this is I, we've seen it before is going to lean on veteran guys. I can see it. And I think Vargas maybe being saved for for Saturday night at home could be an opportunity there. Mm-hmm. So I think you're looking at potentially across the front up top. You're looking at Enzo Capetti, Justin Miram. I don't know if I Tiagre. I don't know if I trust Vargas in this spot. I like Vargas a lot as a player. I don't. If I'm if I'm Christian Latanzio, I'm not sure I can run Kerwin Vargas out there right now. And it is a starter. And so what's as your, a sub, sure. So what but you're yeah. doing, and for what it's worth, Kerwin Vargas did start against Chicago on the road in that match. That's because. Mama de Agro was working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 if, if, so if, if, does this make sense to you for a Wednesday night um, lineup potentially? You've got Enzo Capetti at the striker position. He's flanked by Justin Miram and by Breck Diagre. And Scott Arfield is tucked in behind, playing behind the striker. Ashley Westwood and Brant Bronico round out the midfield. And then there's four at the back. Yeah. The four at the back being Privet. Melanda, Byrne, and Lindsay. Yeah, JL two four baby. That would this probably moment is yours. That could, Go get that, it. That could be the squad. Obviously, Carol Skirsky comes in for Arfield, and potentially a Vargas in for Miram. But I mentioned this on a podcast uh, last week about how it, to me it seems like Arfield and Miram are attached at the hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if yeah. one starts, the other might start. <laughs> yeah, too. yeah. They, the, the, I loved that breakdown you did of how they like were hanging out the whole <laughs> pregame training. So I think. Arfield should start for Swiderski. I don't know if he will. It's possible that maybe Latanzio just doesn't see him as a as a, a capable of the full ninety. Maybe he just doesn't see well, him as having. Well, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, my point is, is like if, if Arfield starts in that situation, he's told, "Hey, you're going 60. That's probably potentially true as well. But what I think could happen is maybe you take Deagra off the wing, which I've been begging for. Put him in the eight spot for Carroll oh. and start Miram at the wing. Because I think Jaws starts. I think Yasviak has earned his way to start. It's tough. Like he just adds a dimension that is nice when he's playing well and he's playing well. Yeah, but 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 when if Carroll's not on the pitch, you know. Yeah, that's true. He only (laughs) wants to play for his. He's like, wait a minute. He's he's like, you know, oh my gosh, my brother's not out here. Yeah, my 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 Polish brother is not out here. My older brother. Which we 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 shouted out the uh, the the Polish connection at the Crown Legacy match. How Yosviak was playing Uncle of the Year with. Sobachinski's kid, and we're like, yeah, but Carol wasn't there. The third of the, the Polish trio wasn't there. Shout out Woody Wilder, 
Charlotte FC comms hit, hit us up immediately said hey I, I talked I talked I listened to the episode guys thank you Carol went straight from Chicago to Poland you know he, he couldn't be there at the legacy <laughs> match so you know stick it up for the guy I love you Woody and, Th- and thanks for the clarification on that one exactly the same way he went straight to Poland he's coming straight back to, to, to Miami oh would be nice and yeah. um, you know so here we are it's 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 the eve of this this massive match night on Wednesday night, are we? What are we doing for this match? Are we? Are we going to EPR for this match? I think are, we have are, to, are you, man. Are you going in the bunker? It, it feels like we we should go. I to, think we, we have, have to. to. Yeah, it feels like we should. Much like you said, this is potentially Carol's last two games for Charlotte. If things go wrong, this is potentially our last watch party. Uh, if things go wrong, and there's no one, whether things go right or wrong, there's no one I'd rather be with on Wednesday night than my EPR crew. We have a great crew out there. These watch parties, we, the regulars who come, we love you all. You know who you are. I'm not going to hurt anybody's feelings by by shouting out names and leaving somebody out, but I want to see all of y'all. If you've been there once, you need to be there on Wednesday. It's a midweek. It, it's everything. This is for the club. This is like, uh, if you can't bring it now, when can you bring it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I don't care if you have um, a piano recital to go to or you, you're supposed to shag balls for your kid's soccer practice. Cancel it all. Get to EPR on Wednesday night. If you're not in Miami, I expect to see you there. The good news is uh, the kick is at 8 o'clock. It's it's a it's the lone game yeah. on island game baby. It's the only game in town. It's the only game in the world, pretty yeah. much, considering the international break ends. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Argentina, Brazil, and Korea are playing. I just know that from so rare. But yeah, it's the only MLS game. It's the only game in North America. Let's say. Yes. Yes, that's a good way to put Which it. Which is a pretty big place. <laughs> it's Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're here on the patio at Amelie's French Bakery. Uh, had a nice. Cappuccino oh, this morning. Bon, mon ami. <laughs> I know you you had a nice latte as well. Dude, I had a s'more latte <laughs> and an apple crisp Danish. I felt like I was like at the world's greatest campfire. It was yeah. absolutely amazing. The only, the only thing we did miss is a, a burning flame, which, yeah. you know, who knows, maybe um, on Elizabeth Avenue after a big result <laughs> on Wednesday night, things can get a little crazy. But hey, I'm not uh, advocating for any type of behavior uh, that way. We we might, we might frequent a place called Hooligans, but we certainly don't act like uh, Hooligans. Uh, catch me on the right day. <laughs> I think there's a video out there somewhere <laughs> of me... Of me uh, being dragged away like a hooligan out of some stadium <laughs> somewhere. Uh, I don't, I've never seen it, but I've been told it exists. So it's here. I mean, there's. I feel like there's just so much that we could talk about, and but I feel like we've covered the basics. We've gone so we, we've 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 taken a deep dive into this match. We've talked about the depth of both rosters. Um, I've I've given my prediction. I think I think Charlotte FC wins, and I think there's a goal contribution by Justin Miram or Scott Arfield. What, what's your What's your take? I think Charlotte FC wins. By a goal that includes both Justin Miram and Scotty Arfield. Oh, that'd be sweet. Goal, that would be that would be really yeah. sweet. The two, the, the old guy still got it. Times two. It's a it's a massive moment for the club. I think this is game three of four, right? That there was got to identify that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there was well, technically it's game ten of eleven. <laughs> the eleven wins in a row we were supposed to get, we didn't get, but we do have two wins in a row. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Wednesday could be three, and Saturday uh, could be four. We'll be back uh, with a short-form episode on match day yep. as well. We'll be back on Thursday and Friday this week, and you know, back on the weekend as well. It's, it's a massive week for the Charlotte Soccer Show. We appreciate everybody being here. The, the TFOs are tremendous friends of the show. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. And do us a favor. Leave us a rating. We haven't had a review in like over a month Oof. on Apple Podcasts. So if you've been listening to the show and you've been enjoying this and you haven't dropped a review, 
for us yet, do us a favor. Drop us that review. Tell us what you like about the show. It's playoff time, baby. You get your get your get on your game and drop a review. What the hell? Come yeah, on. It's, it's we're not yeah, asking. I feel for like much. feel like laddie daddy over here admonishing you guys. Um, congratulations. I love you though. Uh, congratulations to to everybody involved with um, Charlotte FC and and uh, Charlotte Independence and right. and everything that's happening in the city right now because you know with the Panthers at zero and six and right. heading into a bye week this week, I believe for the Panthers. Right. What, what, what has this city turned into, Danny? Uh, a soccer city, of course. And yeah. the best thing... Uh, did, did you see the turnout for Mexico-Ghana? No. Bank of America Stadium absolutely packed for a friendly between Mexico and Ghana on Saturday night. Uh, unfortunately, there was some fighting in the stands. That's never good to see, but it is soccer. There's going to be a little bit of hooliganism involved. Hopefully, everyone that committed crimes went to jail and nobody went to the hospital. I'm not 100% sure, but Harrison Offal was there on IG Live in a suite. At BOA with a bunch of his buddies, makes sense. Uh, from Ghana, they just like partying up. He was it was awesome to see his IG live for a few minutes. So, this the soccer city vibes are good. Here's what I will say. Here's here's good news for for those of y'all sick enough to be Panther fans out there. The Panthers won't have to trade for the number one pick this time. <laughs> <laughs> just get it again. <laughs> they, yeah. They're gonna earn it. They're gonna earn that number one pick this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams, thanks for, for tuning in. And it's it's time. It's it's time for for this club to 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 put its money where its mouth is. Yeah, this club has talked playoffs since day one. And we're legitimately going into two matches in the span of three days. Four days. You could call this the wild card to the wild card. This is this is a home and home series that might as well be a playoff series. Hit us up on our social channels at For the Crown Baby on X and at Charlotte Soccer City. We'll on match day have Charlotte Soccer City absolutely cooking yeah. to get hyped for the match. So make sure you follow us there on Instagram. And until next time, For the Crown Baby.